welcome to the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, where we talk about all things fantasy football. My name is Butch Gum, and I'll be your host. Sitting in the co-pilot seat is the man, the myth, the legend, John Lopezanski. We are here to help everyone be better fantasy managers and to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly our league has to offer. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. everybody welcome in to the show i'm here with uh with your boy john as always greetings 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 what's going on guys nice to talk about something other than politics for uh for 20 minutes because i know that's all that's on anybody's mind right now um but let's uh let's get into this talk about we'll talk about the uh a little bit of a recap from what happened last week. In the, the top of the list, I had uh, myself falling to uh, I'm the Coon, who I swear to God, he's like my kryptonite. I'm, I've been projected to beat him many a times, and he always finds a way to pull it out, which is super frustrating. Although, when you lose, when, when, when you don't get Christian McCaffrey back like you think, and then you lose Aaron Jones five minutes before game time you know it's it uh it makes for a rough day hey i wouldn't uh i wouldn't put too much pass on the coon he did uh beat me last week i mean i had a rough week last week i only put up 65 points but um he did beat me yeah his his team is uh i mean his team is annoying he he always like i don't know what it is he always seems to know who to put in, um, you know, he had Marvin, Marvin Jones, who like nobody is starting anymore. He gets 39 yards and two touchdowns, you know, and then Delvin Cook obviously had that horrendous game of 30 for 163 and three touchdowns and then two receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, it, I watched him destroy the Packers, and he destroyed my soul on fantasy. <laughs> um, I mean, I did have some players put up a bigger fight than expected, like Corey Davis, who was like, I think he was my fifth round, fourth or fifth round uh, pick in the uh, startup draft because, you know, he was up and coming. That was after his quote-unquote breakout year, kind of. Um, and he's been basically terrible and unusable for the most part. But then, you know, this year he's been, he's been solid. And then he finally had like a really good game, you know, this, this last week. So, which was cool to see, but in the end, you know, it just wasn't enough. Uh, AJ Dillon killed me. Amari Cooper definitely killed me. Um, now another you big know. thing is what are you going to do with Damian Harris now? Who the hell is this guy on New England running back? I mean, you know He's a rookie you, running back for New England. You hear about James White, you got Sonny Michelle. Um what happens when both those two players are once again healthy? Um Damian Harris had all of the hype out of camp and uh Sonny Michelle is basically useless. Uh we know this, we've seen this. Um, 
And I guess there's there's you know there's some thought that uh, that Sony Michelle will be back this week, but uh, Damian Harris has been um, I think he's topped a hundred yards three out of four weeks, and um, you know he's it's he's definitely not as usable as uh, these pass catching running backs, but he's been uh, he's been he's been doing all right. Um, especially, you know, with how terrible Cam Newton's been playing and, and he's been probably like the only semi bright spot on the Patriots to this point. And I don't, I mean, it also helped last week. They played against Buffalo who has a pretty porous rush defense. So, um, but I mean, Damian Harris has been all right. He's a good, he's a good fourth or fifth running back, you know, as he is listed on my roster. <clears throat> gotcha. So, so, what do you think your mistake was last week? Do you think anything? You see anything that you um, could have? I don't think I, don't I see could, any other players that put up really anything much more. Well, I could have put C.D. Lamb in over um, over Amari Cooper, and he got me seven points. But um, there really I, wasn't much you could do to. There win wasn't that much game. I could have done to to win the game. I. I I picked almost the best possible lineup I could have had, and it it wasn't it wasn't enough. I suppose I could have put Jack Doyle in in uh, in place of Calvin Ridley, my boy. You know, um, you know I could have moved Ayuk to the wide receiver spot and then had Jack Doyle in the flex. Um, but I mean, honestly, you know, I thought Calvin Ridley was going to blow up against Carolina, and then he got hurt. So yeah, shit happens. So how dealing do you with f- a lot of injuries, but I'm back, baby. I'm back. Aaron Jones do- is back. Christian McCaffrey's back. Um, you know, looks like Corey Davis is gonna. Or uh, I'm sorry, looks like Calvin Ridley is going to play. Corey Davis has been doing good with all the injuries in San Francisco. Besides, obviously, what happened last night. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has been looking great. So. I am uh, I'm ready to uh, win out the rest of the season. So at four and four, uh, four and four, excuse me, you feel comfortable moving forward? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, if if I had to, uh, if I had to guess, I would say that by uh, week thirteen, I would be uh, nine and four. Nine and four. That's a that's a big feat. I mean, anything could happen in those few weeks. Yeah, unless unless I you know I got all my all my injured players are coming back, so I'm uh, I I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna roll. Well, my the big key are... is you don't play John Lope in any of those games, do you? I do not. Oh, I do that... not play you until possibly. <laughs> I do not play you until possibly the championship, which would be fun. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I would, you'd probably be the only person that I'd be willing to lose to in the championship. So, um, uh, yeah, I'd, you're you're probably the only person I'd be willing to lose to as well. Um, so, I'm absolutely not willing to lose the Jason Cash. <laughs> let's slow down on tuning our own horns here. Let's yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let, let's um, let's let's get on to the next game. Who's the next so, game? We got Luke Roy and Fuego. So, is that who you got next? Uh, yeah, we can. Well, I had uh, Kodiak versus Chops. We can go with Luke Roy versus no, Fuego. It's up to you. Wherever um, you want to go. All right, we'll go. We'll 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 do uh, Kodiak versus Chops. 
Um, I mean, there's not really, this is obviously, this is a quick one. Um, Chops, like, doesn't have he doesn't a full have the roster team. He to doesn't field. Have the team. No. Um, he, he doesn't really have a full roster to field right now. Um, I mean, as you see, you know, he started, he started, uh, Brian Edwards, who didn't, didn't, didn't touch the ball. He might not have played. Um, Adam Humphreys was out or he's out now, I guess that must be what that, that O is there for, but I think he got um, hurt. He got hurt. You know, it must've, but you know, Adrian Peterson, 1.7 points, Rex Burke had 3.6. I he started him, and he probably shouldn't have, but I know he doesn't have a choice. You know, that's what he's, that's what he's got to do. You know, it's all he's got. So. But the more you look at his squad, I mean, going forward, he at least has three or four building blocks he can move forward with. It's not like he has For nobody sure. on the team. He's got Darren Waller. He's got Tyree Kill. Um, and he's got Deshaun Watson. Sterling Shepard's been uh, been solid. Uh, um, Sterling Shepard and you know, uh, Darius Slayton. Michelle will get traded. Yeah, and then he's got Jalen Rager, um, you know, from his favorite team that I traded him in the offseason. Um, right, you know, right before the season started, I gave him Jalen Rager, which was my second first-round pick. Um, so. And then what about uh, uh, Kodiak? I mean, this guy, I think, has a, a sleeper team that's ready to run – the table at least in some sort of way. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a consistent, a, a pretty consistent team. Now he does, he does have some luck with like, you know, getting to start Giovanni Bernard because Mixon's out. And, you know, this was a week that Darnell Mooney on Chicago actually put up points. You know, normally Mooney's been, been deep and he's been open, but the, you know, Nick Foles hasn't been able to get the ball there. He's got Kelsey, who's obviously great. Um, Tyler Lockett has these weeks where he puts up four or five points, but then he's got the weeks where he puts up fifty points. So now, um, don't forget, he's got, he's got Chubb on the base or on the um, on his roster too. He's just on the yeah, IR. He has, both, he has both Kareem Hunt and Chubb, which I think limits the upside a little bit. But what would you do you know, in they, that I mean, scenario? Would I mean, you get I, who would I you would get trade, rid of? I would trade one. Who? I, I, I think I would trade away Kareem Hunt because um, you can get a lot for him. Um, pass catching back, he still has a role on the team. You just you limit your you limit your upside. You feel you feel the need to start Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb every week. Mm-hmm. You know one of them is gonna they might both blow up, but for the most part, one is gonna have more value than the other, and that might hamper you from starting somebody else you want want to start. No, just by looking at his bench you know there's not there's not a ton of players on his bench that I would want to start over um over you know Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb when he comes back but you could definitely trade him for uh you know another wide receiver a little more consistent than like you know Tyler Lockett or something yeah no it's that's definitely a possibility like I said I think uh Kodiak's uh a kind of scary team to play in the playoffs because he's had a lot of consistent sure. um, players putting up at least um, average to above average points. You know, and then right now he could he could probably try and trade away Gio Bernard to the uh, 
to the Mixon owner um, for a nice piece because if Mixon goes down, Geo's always there to, you know, at least at minimum be solid. All right, so then should we jump into this trade real quick? Because uh, you did mention Joe Mixon, and I think the person that would offer something for Geo doesn't have shit to offer because he depleted it, or his team is somewhat depleted, and he's traded away of a lot of his draft picks. Treebeard. Yeah, I don't know if you want to jump into that trade real quick yeah, since we we're on that, that topic. Trade real quick. But um, all right, so sure. what day was that on? I think it was on Sunday. And uh, there was a massive trade, I think, a massive trade between Luke Roy and Treebeard. So Luke Roy received New York Giants running back Devonta Freeman and Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup in exchange for, or excuse me, uh, yeah, in exchange for Treebeard receiving Joe Mixon. Now, um, a lot of the draft calculators put it at 40%, but... I kind of see that as more or less as an even trade, given uh, the circumstances of how players performed and where contracts have been for each player. I don't know how you feel about that, but um, um, I think it could be. I think Devante Freeman is probably close to worthless. So basically, this is Cooper Cup for Cooper Cup for Joe Mixon straight up, and I mean I like. I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty decent uh, depending on team need. Obviously, uh, Treebeard is hurting in the uh, hurting in the running back category. He's got Lev Bell, who, you know, for some reason can't seem to put it together right now. Well, he's got, and then he's got, uh, you know, uh, Daryl Henderson, who is a running back for the Rams. Who's de- he's definitely the most talented running back for the Rams but you know Sean McVay kind of does the same thing as Shanahan where you never quite know who he's going to use Ronald Jones has been a good running back this year but if you fumble you are in the Bruce Arians doghouse and um so then you can have you know weeks like this week where you put up nothing um and then you know, if, 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 if the Buccaneers got rid of Leonard Fournette, then Jones would be better because if he fumbled, he'd be forced to put him back in, you know. Um, well, Ronald Jones is pretty good pass catching too, ain't he? And I think Leonard Fournette has taken over some of that responsibility. Yeah, they've used Leonard Fournette as the passing down back more. Um, and then he's got DeAndre Swift who, you know, he's, he's flashed, but he's a rookie. It's going to take a while and they're going to have to fire Matt Patricia. So <laughs> I, I think um, that's coming soon. Probably, but you know we'll see. Um, so I don't know. Overall, probably a pretty, pretty good, pretty good trade. Um, but I don't see, like, I don't see any wide receivers on, um, on Treebeard's team that I'm that I'm crazy crazy about that I would be crazy about having. And um, well, I mean, you know, he's got DJ Chark, who obviously I traded to him, but he's probably looking to, uh, you know, go wide receiver heavy in the draft with all these different running backs he's got. If the running backs hit and you and you compare some good wide receivers, you know, the problem is rookie wide receivers don't usually put out right away. It usually takes at least the, to the second half of the year, if not their second or third season. Just to get on the same um, you know, page. Not everybody is a, 
Right. Not everybody is Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. Or T. Higgins. T. Higgins looks uh, Uh, pretty scary. This has been a weird year for that. For the most part, you know, even the most talented rookie wide receivers just don't see the field much. This has just been a weird year for that, and I would think that this year would be more of an anomaly than, um, you know, the standard going forward. So, um, but overall, probably not a not a bad trade. Um, but if he if he wanted to blow up his running back core a little bit, um, I mean, get rid of you know maybe maybe he could try and trade Le'Veon Bell. Uh, well, maybe not Le'Veon Bell, but there's got to be a you know a player he could get rid of to go get. Geo to back up uh, Joe Mixon, you know, maybe trade Naeem Hines after his huge week. Um, that way you have the backup if Joe Mixon ever goes down and he's got enough, you know, he's definitely got enough value. But at this point, is there a reason for that? I mean, look look at Tree's record right now, sitting at three and five. I mean, he's literally on the outside looking in with who who's he playing? I mean, Will Crick will skip ahead to this week. And he's going against Hulk, which is another team that's three and five that needs to win this week. So I mean, it's it's more or less you're sitting on the outside looking in um, with a big matchup against another team that's sitting on the outside. Um, I think um, it, making a trade to go for a backup player at this point in the season, I don't think is in best interest for him. But I mean. That's just my nah, opinion. but it could it could help them. It could it could help them with uh, you know next year if. But is Geo still is next year? Is Geo still going to be there next year? Geo's what is seventh year this year? It'll be year eight, I think, next year. I I mean I don't see any reason on why he would leave Cincinnati. Nobody's going to go try and get him, so he's either going to be in Cincinnati. I'm not sure what his contract situation, but he's either going to be in Cincinnati. And, um, or he's going to be out of the league. Like, you know, nobody's going to, nobody's going to call him up to be their guy, you know? Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't know that that's my opinion. I have it a hard time. I, I, I personally don't like having duplicate players on the team on my fantasy team. And I know, I think I got like one or two right now and it bothers the hell out of me. Like and, I would love, I would love to have Mike Davis on my team, even though I might never use him. When Christian McCaffrey goes down, Mike Davis is locked and loaded. That's an anomaly, though, with how his numbers have been. I mean, for him to step up and put up numbers. Well, that's the same thing with Joe Mixon and Geo. You know, it's not that way in New York. Saquon goes down, and they've got basically nothing. You know, um, you know, in in Philly. Um, well, Boston Scott didn't Scott. do. He didn't do too bad once um, Sanders he hasn't went done down. Terrible, but he's not the same as Miles Sanders. Oh, absolutely not. Gio's been, Gio, Gio's been almost better and more consistent than uh, than Joe Mixon. You know, Joe Mixon's been kind of disappointing this year except for that one monster game. But you know, anyways, not you know, we we can. I think it was a pretty even trade. Uh, pretty even trade. I, I still think Treebird maybe got the hands of this one, but um, given sure. the circumstances. I mean, it all depends on what Cooper Cup does going forward. When, well, the thing that know, doesn't make sense. Ago, Cooper Cup was locked and loaded. Cooper Cup was a top 10 wide receiver every single week, and now all of a sudden the Rams, like, they don't like to use him. It's, 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 you know, it's a weird thing. And they just paid him, too, which is, you 
You know, it's not like if he blows up, you're going to have to pay him some massive contract. You already paid him. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends what you get out of it. I mean, uh, trades nowadays are so, or at least coming on to the later in the season, they could either be the bu- a straight bust or you get a lot out of it. I mean, it's tough. Fantasy-wise, it's tough to make trades. I bet. I mean, I bet you're, I know you had to give up a first, but I bet you're real excited about having um, uh, James Conner, the running back from Pittsburgh. James Conner. James Conner this week against Dallas. I mean, look, like I said um, last week, giving up a first for another player, I mean, it was tough. Um, I really wanted to go for another player. I ain't going to mention because I don't want to blow up any of my trade um, conversations I have with other teams. But um, James Conner wasn't the first person I wanted to go after. Given he's in a contract year, he's constantly hurt. I mean, after this year, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. But uh, I'm just hoping at least I can ride him, ride him at least going into the playoffs, and hopefully it'll get me somewhere. But um, anyway, wh- what are we looking at this next week? This week in your big game, you know, your, your uh, it, spoiler alert, your big game, your big game against Dalvin, who had a, you know, he did have Devontae Adams blow up last night, but. James Conner versus Dallas' defense, that could be a mighty tasty matchup for you. Well, hey, look, Jarek McKinnon got that garbage, literally four seconds on the clock, got a garbage time touchdown. So he hooked it up. Did you watch all the way to the end of the game? I did not. I went to bed like there was 10 minutes left. We just punted. What did we punt the ball, I think, Um, when Rodgers was last on the field? Or we kicked a field goal. We kicked a field goal. Yeah, we kicked a field goal, and then they and then they pulled Rodgers, which sucked for me because Rodgers was looking like he was going to go have a forty point, you know, forty point extravaganza. You know, I'm surprised but, we kept uh, him out there as long as they did. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I'm also surprised that we didn't. When Tim Boyle went out there, we did not throw the ball at all. We he he handed it off to love it. Um, of all people, three straight times. So, anyways, yeah. all right, let's uh, we, we we could talk about the Packer game a little bit later on here, but uh, we yeah, yeah, move on to the next match. We got can't guard Mike dropping to two and six uh, against uh, Jim Quo. Um, who you got that wrong. It's to four and four. Can't start Mike. Yeah, well, it's yeah, but this week he can start Mike. So. <laughs> um, you know, um, this game uh, was actually, you know, it was kind of a surprise. Um, Philip Rivers had a had a pretty big game. I, I I wasn't expecting. I haven't expected Rivers to put up more than like maybe twenty points all year. He's just he's looked terrible. Um, but you know, Rivers Rivers got it done for him. Um, and as you go down this lineup here. Um, you know, Devin Singletary, Brian Hill. I mean, he's, I don't know what he's doing with his running back core. Although, okay, so Kenny Drake and Edmonds are out on by. 
Zach Moss. If look, if I had to pick a, a running back to start in Buffalo, it's it's Zach Moss. I think he's the more talented guy. This year, this um, year after week three, Zach Moss has been the guy, which is weird because Buffalo Singletary last year looked fucking red hot. Like he was the guy to go to. And had, yeah, and he had he had a ton of hype. Um, if anything, you know, they're yeah. I I would. If it was me, uh, I, I mean, I have a strict no Devin Singletary on my team policy in any league. Um, but if I had to have Devin Singletary, he would just be there to be on my bench and hopefully blow up and then trade away. Um, a little bit surprised that he didn't put in uh, Demarcus Robinson from uh, Kansas City since uh, um. Who's the the number two wide receiver in Kansas City? Is uh, you got Tyree Kill, and then who's their number two guy? Sammy Watkins, who's hurt. Sammy Watkins, yeah, Sammy Watkins is out, and, and Robinson has had involvement. So, kind of surprising he didn't put him in. Um, you know, over like Lamichael P. Ryan, who he started um in his flex spot, like. I would have definitely gone straight upside with uh, with wide receivers, especially one that is on, um, you know, and they like David Moore also from Seattle. You got Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City, and David Moore from Seattle. Who, yeah, I know they're not the flashiest of names. However, they have way more opportunity to blow up than your boy Lamichael Pirine. <laughs> you know, hey, no, you never Malcolm know because Brown from the Rams, P. Ryan. I mean, he's the starting running back out of um, New York now. No, Frank Gore is. I thought, oh, come on, Frank Gore. Who really thinks that Frank Gore is going to be able to rush the ball for like twenty times? He still times? is. Frank Gore still has more value than like Michael P. Ryan. Frank Gore has been getting it done more. He's got more yards per carry. He's got more carries. Um, LaMichael Pirine, he was terrible last week too. The only thing that saved them, or I guess two weeks ago, the only thing that saved them is he got a touchdown. But other than that, like, I mean, are you really expecting the Jets against Kansas City's defense to get all the way downfield, get to the goal line, and give LaMichael Pirine a chance to get in the end zone? Not a chance, dude. I mean, it, right now it's tough to trust anyone in the Jets. So, I mean, I'm trying to argue for, sure. for no reason here. But yeah. I mean, and you're, and you're defending Brando, who he can't even figure out who the best wide receiver in the league is. <laughs> hey, but at least to give him some credit, he's had a little bit of a tough go with a lot of players being hurt out on by, and then Michael Thomas not playing a single game. It feels like this year. Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas has I think three point one fantasy points on the season. Um, three point. He played it. He. He played in his first game against um, Tampa Bay, and he is finally coming back against Tampa Bay. So, uh, should be should be an interesting uh, matchup. We'll see how a hurt Drew Brees does against that uh, Tampa scary Bay defense. defense. That's a yeah. scary defense. I, I mean, unless your name is Daniel Jones, I guess. You know, it's the Giants. Come on, Giants somehow figure out some stupid way to beat Tom Brady when they're eighteen and zero. So I don't yeah. care who the hell's playing in a fucking wins, game. One giant loss. So I mean, it's the Giants. I wouldn't expect anything different from them. But um, anyway, I think you know, 
another player to watch out for is definitely going to be Jim's team going forward at four and four. Um, looking at his team, I mean, a lot of these guys put up at least consistent numbers somewhat. So I I would be wary of playing. Yeah, I mean Justin Jackson's the number one the number one running back in the, in LA right now, which is you know he's been he's been solid. Todd Gurley for all his flaws has still been finding his. I think he leads the league in rushing touchdowns, um, or he might he might lead the league in total touchdowns as well. But um, you know Tyler Boyd has been pretty solid this year. Allen Robinson has been solid. Uh, Jimmy Grandpa sucks. Will always suck. Um, and yeah, he's garbage, but, uh, you know, Jim, Jim's definitely, he's got a, he's got a sneaky team and he's got players like Cole Beasley, who you see the name, it doesn't flash, but Beasley usually, you know, last week was, was a little different, but Beasley usually is, you know, six, seven receptions at least, um, you know, for 50 yards, which is usually a solid, like 10, 10, 11 points. And you can almost always count on it. Uh, Yeah. You just gotta, um, you just gotta Jim's watch got out. A good team. Um, he just doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't have a quarterback, but uh, he, you know, he, I mean, he's got Gardner Minshew, who is good until he had like a broken thumb. So, well, they're saying Minshew may was, not start going forward. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess we'll have to see what Luton does. <laughs> I don't but, think he ain't um, doing shit, but nah. who do you got next but on the list to yeah, bash? Lucroy versus the barn burner. Lucroy versus at Roberto or Fuego. Um, this was a barn burner. Both teams combined for like a hundred and hundred and thirty points. So um, you know, most of us outscore that every week on our own. Um, but you know, Hey, it's tough being the bottom of the barrel sometimes. Anyways, um, just looking real quick, uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr started, um, for Lucroy in that terrible weather game. Um, I probably would have gone elsewhere with, you know, I mean, I I definitely would have played Lamar Jackson versus Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh's got a good defense. Um, you got Lamar Jackson. You don't bench him for Derek Carr unless it is, like, the juiciest of matchups, you know. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. But. That is a tough one. I mean, one. Lamar Jackson hasn't been that bad. Although, Derek, I guess Derek Carr's been solid, but, you know, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, James White, Mike Davis, Nelson Aguilar got goosed. Scotty Miller, shout out. <laughs> who I traded for, I gave him for Damian Harris, you know, a few weeks back. That's been, uh, it's actually, you know, it, it's turned out well for me because I've been able to start Damian Harris and uh, Scotty Miller only blows up when he's on uh, Lucroy's bench. So who the hell did uh, you give me for Scotty Miller? You gave me Jimmy Garopp, James White, or James Washington. And who else was it? I thought you gave me something else. Yeah, I gave you James Washington, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, maybe like a fifth-round pick or something. And, I don't remember. And all three have not fucking panned out yet, so Washington hasn't done yeah, shit. Yeah, well, I mean, I, get, I know I probably, like, according to trade calculators, I got raped on that trade. However. Scotty Miller put up um, points for you that week, though, didn't he? 
No, he didn't. <laughs> he got goose egg that week. Oh, geez. And that was the um, week you needed him. For sure, I needed him. I ended up losing because Scotty Miller just goose egg. <laughs> I um, but uh, I got rid of like Jimmy Garoppolo just to not have the temptation to start him. Oh, he's been sitting on my bench, and I've been trying to fucking tag him in well, a trade for the yeah, longest time. Yeah, now he's, he's, he's done. Yeah. You know who's looking for a quarterback? J.K. Cash is looking for a quarterback. Why don't you send Jimmy G on over his way? He wants uh, Patrick Mahomes or uh, well, Justin Herbert for right, well, uh, a third-round pick. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I would do? I would say he can have Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert for, like, either all of his wide receivers or all of his running backs <laughs> because that's ridiculous. But there he is trying to trade a bag of chips away for, like, an airplane, you know. That's uh, that's that's J.K. Cash for you. No, actually, I um, shopped I shopped Patrick Mahomes to him. I want to say like two weeks ago, and we couldn't um, we couldn't come up to a uh, a fair price. When I back when I put Aaron Jones on the trade block, he's like, "You put Aaron Jones on the trade block?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll give him up." He's like, "What's the asking price?" And I was like, "I mean, he's the number two overall running back, so." You know, whatever you think you want to give, just add more <laughs> on to that. He's like, yeah, we're probably not going to come to agreement. I don't want to pay much for him. And I'm like, he's the number two running back. I'm not giving him away. And, and you know, and that was that. He, he moved on, you know. Yeah, um, no, I tried the shot. I tried the shot. Patrick Mahomes around a little bit. Um, and uh, uh, just just to him, just to see if he would jump. I forget who I was going after. But uh, I want to see if we could come to something. And it was definitely one of his running backs. And you know, uh, he, he didn't want to jump. It is funny. Uh, just a little, you know, sidebar real quick. You know how he, like, he drafted all these, he drafted all those running backs in the, the top three picks. Yep, yep. And um, Jonathan Taylor has been getting uh, Trent Richardson comps. Oh, which, man. Like, I mean, it makes me. It makes me sad a little bit because I'm a Jonathan Taylor fan. Like, I loved him at Wisconsin. But if that panned out, oh, baby. That would be, <laughs> as far as fantasy football goes, that'd be about the most exciting thing ever. And well, who then, else did know, he pick CH, up? Uh, yeah. Uh, CH and then J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins, I mean, yo, Dobbins coming out of Ohio State, I had such high hopes for him. But, I mean, he's playing for a team where he's playing behind Mark Ingram right now in a shitty, like... Well, Mark Ingram is, is hurt, so their running back core has actually gotten better with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins being the two guys. They've both been getting it done. And they and just they paid Mark Ingram, so they felt the need to play him more. Also, J.K. is behind Gus. I think J.K. is going to be a good running back. I, I really sure he's gonna he's gonna be a fine running back, but it would be nice for one of at least one of those three top three picks to be a bust. Uh, let's you try know? two. Let's let's see if well, uh, I mean we can, we can hope for two here. as well. But yeah, I mean you know he's 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 been all right, but he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been what you hope for in a Kansas City running back. He's no Kareem Hunt. I'll put it that way. Um when he was in Kansas city, but anyways, um, who we got Fuego is, you know, the, I mean, these are just two, two teams that are, they're battling for the first round pick. Don't need to spend too much time here. Um, Robert's a quick was, turnaround though. He's a, yeah. He's a, Robert's a quick turnaround. 
if I was Lucroy, I would try to uh, I would try to get some value for uh, Juju or Mike Williams while I could. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Um, you know, he does have DeAndre Hopkins. He does have um, you know Will Fuller. Convenient for him that they're not on the same team anymore because he's had them since the since since he you know bought that team. Um, but you know. Lucroy is sneaky because he's got a lot of good wide receivers. They're just a lot of them are hurt. Um, yeah, that's no, another four and four team, and you should be nervous about yeah. that. I'm not nervous about him. <laughs> Bad management. He's he's the king of alphabetical alphabetical picks in our rookie draft. Was that he the one who alphabetical for, picked uh, for two years now? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Two years, I, I think, in a row now. Um, but anyways, let's move on to uh, Hulk Smash versus uh, Dalvin. Uh, this was our upset game. And, man, the way J.K. Cash's team underperformed this week um, by players not named Alvin Kamara and Devontae Adams, you were like, man, the door is wide open. Wide open for Hulk Smash to run right through it, um, but his, you know, his his ego, you know, Carson Wentz shit the bed, Ezekiel Elliott shit the bed. Um, I don't know why he chose to play Justin Jefferson against the Packers defense. I know Justin Jefferson's been great, but the Packers' pass defense has been on point this year. Um, so that was, you know, he, he might have been hoping for a shootout. But what? Yeah, but the, but when you check the weather, man, there was forty mile an hour wind gusts. Like I wouldn't have been playing a wide receiver in that game if I could have got away from it. Although but, part of the problem is he probably listened to us by saying not to play Zeke and Tony Pollard. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, the worst part was we said play Zeke on Sunday. We were all had we were all back in Zeke saying there's no way this Cowboys offense well, isn't sure. isn't going to start moving the ball on the ground. There's no way McCarthy ain't going to start fucking doing it because I mean at this point he's got to do it. He's got to do. He's got to change up the offensive plan uh, going sure. into these he games. And we thought we all thought on Sunday that Zeke was going to have a decent game. And I uh, also I was uh, if I was him I would have started. Uh, Chase Claypool against Baltimore because he's not gonna get the number one coverage against you know against Baltimore so you know and he 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 still got the touchdown he had a solid game um it's just a missed just a missed opportunity there by uh, by Hulk Smash um to to beat up on uh, on Delvin and knock him down a peg but hey you know it happens um. You know, you just got to – I don't know what you got to do. You got to figure it out, man. <laughs> I um, mean – And then the last game, we don't even – I don't think we need to uh, – we don't need to dwell on. You beat Treebeard 170 to 55. It's a bloodbath, and he started Ben DiNucci because he had no other choice. I don't think, you know, you don't need to – we don't need to say much here. Don't need to beat this dead horse. I'm pretty sure I tried to offer him a quarterback sometime throughout the week too. So I tried to help him out a little bit, but um, I think he refused. Yeah, but who are you gonna give him, Nick Foles? I was gonna give him whoever he wanted, if he was able to pay up. Yeah. Problem is, I don't see anybody on his team that I really want for any of your quarterbacks. But that's just me. 
So, anyways, um, I you know, if you don't have anything else to shed light on uh, the games from last week, we can go through these waivers quick. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, real quick, actually, um, there was a big announcement last Sunday, which I want to bring up. Jim finally closed the casket on Jonathan Stewart, which I think we all should bend our heads and say a little prayer because, I mean, it's been two years since he retired, so he's finally closing that casket on him. Yeah, well, you know, it should have been that way with Antonio Brown, too, but for some reason, he keeps, <laughs> he, he keeps coming out of nowhere. I just, I hope that this weekend that Antonio Brown is garbage in uh, Tampa Bay because, one, he deserves to be garbage. He deserves to be a laughing stock. He doesn't deserve to come out here and blow up again. The guy, you know, I just, I hope. He's, I he's hope a fucking asshole. Wrong. Exactly. He, he's, he almost he's a killed a kid by throwing, throwing like a, a chair or something out a window. Like when all those videos came out of him, like calling the cops on his baby mama and shit like that. And yeah, it was just like sickening. He just sounded like a fucking asshole and just wasn't in the so, right mind to be like, know, I, don't know, I don't know who has Antonio Brown and I don't know, you know, I'm sure you're going to play him and I'm sure that the Buccaneers are going to do everything they can to get him involved early and often. I'm sorry. I hope he does terrible and I hope he gets cut. And I hope that's the end of Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, he needs, I, you know, he needs help. But you know, hey, at least I guess he keeps finding ways to come back. So, anyways, we don't need to keep talking about that. We, you know, it'd be like going down a tangent and talking about Colin Kaepernick. All of a sudden, we don't need that. So, um, first off, we will start with uh, Roberto made the most moves, so we can start with him. Uh, he picked up Jordan Reed for uh, $10, and who, you know, solid solid tight end when he's healthy. And now that George Kittle's down, Jordan Reed could have a uh, could have a big, big impact. I didn't think he was going to last night, and I said this when we tried to record last night, um, but he, uh, you know, I, I, got, I got one thing right. Um, and, uh, you know, but moving forward, as long as Jordan Reed stays healthy, this should be a great tight end play. I'm just not sure, you know, what, what it is Roberto is going for because still, he should be going for the first pick. It's, I think, um, I don't know. I, I mean, is he playing to win? He shouldn't be. I think uh, Jordan Reed can't should make be. make the playoffs. I mean, Reed should easily be put on the trade block, without a doubt. Like, uh, maybe give it yeah, next week, see how game, he performs. Immediately put him on the trade block. If he has a big game, I'd put him on the trade block, try and get some draft picks if I'm Roberto, try and stock up in the draft. Um, but next he picked up uh, Tremaine Pope, running back for the Chargers. Looks to be the uh, the number two running back for the Chargers um, behind Justin Jackson. I guess, you know, co-starting with uh, Justin Jackson. Um, ahead of Joshua Kelly, he's a he's a fourth year player. He's off the practice squad, but uh, last week he went you know 15 for 95, looked pretty good. He did get a concussion though, so we'll see if he can. Uh, if, if if I'm not sure yet if he's progressed through the uh, concussion protocol. Um, it doesn't seem like he's going to. Uh, this is as of today. He's doubtful for Sunday's game because of concussion protocol, but. Um, you know, moving forward, 
They've got um, Miami, the Jets, uh, Buffalo, um, Atlanta, Las Vegas again. All easy teams to run against. So uh, it should be a pretty solid pickup for this year. And we'll see if he can have lasting value next year. You know, obviously we don't know what Austin Eckler's situation is going to be yet. But uh, if Austin Eckler stays down for a while, you know. I think he's supposed to still come back this year. I think he's supposed he to might, still be they, set was pretty to return. Serious, and they put him on IR. And who knows when he'll come back? You know, especially if the team if the team is uh, if the team has no shot of making the playoffs, which you know remains to be seen. But let's say they don't have a shot of making the playoffs. Are, are you going to bring him back or just let him let him rest up and be ready again for next year? You know, you got your quarterback in Justin Herbert now, so you know they they could make a serious push next year. Plus, their defense is hurt. Um, you know, I think all they have left is Bosa, honestly, on that defense. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, Tremaine Pope could be good. And if he plays really well, you know, either, either they'll get rid of, uh, either they'll get rid of, um, uh, Justin Jackson or Pope might get a deal someplace else, you know, because maybe a number two. So it could be, you know. We could be good. We we you know obviously we'll have to see. Um, if it's a win now move again, I'm not sure what Roberto's doing. Um, you know, like I said, I'd be going for the number one draft, number one pick. But but um, would you though? Would you really be going for the number one pick? I mean, is there any? I mean, lose? he's got two. For, he's got two first round picks. He's got his and he's got chops. Okay, and if you had so your... you got the you got the top two picks, you can take the most talented running back or running backs or wide receiver receivers back to back, and then see if one of these quarterbacks maybe falls to the second round. Oh, but is that what you would do? Would you if you were in if that position? If my team was, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just don't think you have any lose in your heart. If I'm if I if my team is as sorry as his team is, <laughs> that's why you have you have to. And I mean, like I love Robert, dude. He's a busy guy. I mean, he's a recruiter. He works like a hundred hours a week. Like I get it. But when and when he you know when he goes back to normal Marine Corps life, he should be able to pay more attention to um to football. But the dude, you know, he works seven days a week. So you know, you, you kind of. Kind of got to, you know, give him a pass on, on what's been going on for him. But, you know, if if I mean, obviously, we have to see what next year's draft class looks like. But I'd be stockpiling picks. You know, nobody knew James Robinson was going to be as good as he's been. And that's, he's going to be the starting running back in Jacksonville. Um, oh, yeah. You know, without he's, a doubt. Got, he's got A.J. Brown. I believe he has A.J. Brown. Um, from Tennessee, who's their number one wide receiver, and he's great. So he's got some he's got some good building blocks, and Robert also has a couple of solid uh, a couple of solid quarterbacks. So you know he's got a decent team. He, he you know not a lot of depth, but you know good draft next year, early picks. He could compete. You know, like I said, um, off of um, off the podcast and previous conversations, Robert, I think, is the most easy team to turn around within a year. He just literally can make For one sure. good draft and a couple good, like, not even a couple good trades, maybe one good trade, and uh, boom. I think he could already be in um, contention to uh, at least make a run at the championship. For sure. I mean, I believe I believe he's got Tom Brady um, on his roster, and and he's got Josh Allen. 
and Tom Brady has been lighting it up somehow. So, um, Amazing. So if, if you can find a team uh, that needs a quarter, that all they need is a quarterback to compete through the playoffs, you could probably try and get, you know, shop Tom Brady, maybe get a second round pick, maybe get a third round pick, you know, for a team that all they need is a quarterback to try and make it to the championship. Um, you know, that's tough to give up in a draft pick, but at the same time, like, do you want to get caught standing where you are without a quarterback and know that you can't you you can't finish out the playoffs strong? So, you know, it, it, it's a it's a definitely a possibility, probably more of a possibility in a redraft league. But, uh, you know, it there there's a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams in our league that are in a cluster and somebody needs one or two pieces to get over the top and make a push. You know, that's most a good of us point. We're That's in the same point. cluster except for you and uh, and Delvin. So, um, I don't know. You know, it, it, I would I would capitalize on Tom Brady going off this year. So, but um, lastly, he picked up Marvin Hall for three dollars. Who, you know, with uh, with Kenny Galladay going down, um, he could have a lot more involvement for the Lions. Um, he went four for one thirteen versus the Colts. Um, and, and, and the last I heard about Kenny Galladay is at, at minimum two to four weeks. So, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that Marvin Hall's gonna be the guy, but he very well could be. Yeah. But then again, at this point, why not try to take Marvin Hall and, you know, look for a team that could use some backup or at least some depth. I mean, unless Robert plans on using him as depth on his team, there's always that shot to try to get something for him. I mean, well, for sure. But, you know, if Marvin Hall does really well, again, you'd have to trade him. Um, but, well, you know, it, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with them. You kind of need these guys to blow up the first week you have them and then see if somebody's desperate to uh, to get one of them on their team. So um, then we, we, when we tried to record this yesterday, we talked about uh, Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin. <laughs> And I, I just I don't mean to toot my own horn on how smart I am, but uh, I definitely criticized Kuhn for his twenty three dollar Dexter Williams pickup when uh, Kodiak got Tyler Irvin for a dollar. Um, Tyler Irvin has been way more involved in the offense than and Dexter Williams just got called up off the practice squad. Dexter Williams really fast. But he just he can't he, he can't be trusted, and we well, saw that. Well, I mean, we saw that yesterday. I said that if Aaron Jones was going to play, that Aaron Jones was was going to be the guy. Um, now we didn't know if he was going to play when these players were picked up, but if I had to pick from the two, Tyler Irvin would have been the guy that I wanted to play most but, upside. But the thing was, who was he trying to beat by putting out thirty uh, twenty three dollars? There's nobody that had a twenty two. Maybe, Nobody. Maybe he's a Notre Dame fan. Really liked Dexter Williams at Notre Dame, and now that and I'm pretty sure Kuhn is a Packers fan, so maybe he was hoping. You know, maybe he maybe he's got really high hopes for him. But, I am a Packers fan as well, but I have why? no faith in Dexter Williams. Period. But why twenty three dollars though? Nobody. Uh, well, you know, he wasn't beating anybody. I, I did see. I I did see reports that. They thought Dexter Williams was going to get more play than Tyler Irvin because Dexter Williams is a bigger guy. But um, listen, listen to I, everyone's I just waiver. See that happening. Listen to everyone's waiver cash. I got twenty five dollars. You got zero. Luke Roy got ninety five. 
Hulk got 26. Can't guard Mike got five. Chops got zero. You can count out Lucroy because he doesn't make waiver picks, but he's competing against Kodiak and Jim um, to make this playoff push, and they both have 99 and $90. So there's a good chance that one of them two could have been going for Dexter Williams. Oh, I'm just I, saying, I don't think so. I would, I would have not, I wouldn't have said a word. If he would have been like $23, Tyler Irvin, I would have been, hey, man, I get it. Dexter Williams, I don't get it. I didn't. I, I, I said this last night, and luckily for me, it turned out to be right, and Aaron Jones was still the guy. So thank God I got Aaron Jones back. Um, You know, I just I didn't get that pickup, but uh, neither did I. Neither did I. Anyways, um, and then the I think the funniest pickup for sure. Dexter Williams <laughs> is a pretty good one, but for sure the funniest was Treebeard, who just dropped Dante Pettis <laughs> when he got cut from the 49ers. Picked Dante Pettis back up all because I sent him a little tweet saying that the Packers, uh would could put in a waiver claim for him and he ate that shit up and went after Dante Pettis and now he is a New York Giant. So I'm I'm glad to see that I can have uh I, I can have a little bit of input into how these other at least how Treebeard uh, likes to manage his roster. Hey, I mean, how was Dante Pettis in prior years in college cuz I mean, the way the Giants wide receivers are um Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. Golden, look, T- Golden Tate is getting old. Look, Dante Pettis had a very promising, I think, rookie year or second year, whichever it was. Very good with uh, with Kyle Shanahan. And he was, I mean, but he was the only guy in town. Like, they didn't have really anybody else to, uh, to throw the ball to in San Francisco. And then... Um, he was expected to be great last year, but then coming out of camp, they had all, Kyle Shanahan had all sorts of criticism for Dante Pettis, and he, uh, he you know, Dante Pettis kind of walked around like he owned the place and didn't didn't work, you know, didn't put in the work to be the one. He just thought like I'm the number one guy here, I'm the vet here, I'm gonna be the one. And Kyle Shanahan made his ass ride the pine all season long. And it has continued into this year. I would have loved Dante Pettis to be on the Packers. I think he's a good wide receiver. Um, and I think Matt LaFleur could do a lot with him. But, um, you know, I just don't see, you know, with, unless he's unless he rises above Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, I mean, I don't see him having too much value in in a, you know, a team with already a convoluted wide receiver core. You never really know who's going to be the guy a certain week. Um, you know, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is. But I mean, I, I still think being on the giants um, and being as unpredictable as they are and with how uh, golden Tate is getting a little old and that also uh Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of a better shot to start on that team than he would the Green Bay Packers because you know how we are with wide receivers. We uh, tend yeah. to sign him and never start him ever. Or we have like you know guys like Malik Taylor who your job is to go out and convert one third down. It's all we needed you to do. 
and he runs a jet sweep for nine yards last night. Great play. Everybody loves Malik Taylor. Now go back to the bench. (laughs) Exactly. And we're getting Lazard back, so that's probably another reason that that the Packers didn't do it. Um, and obviously that was just a beat writer speculating. So who knows if there was any any smoke there. But uh, Oh, you know what we knew, do need to do? We do need to toot our own horns on guessing um, the score for last night, which is unfortunate that it did not get recorded. But um, you, what, had the game going 35? was going to be 35-17, to 17, I figured. I figured they would that San Francisco would score ten points outright, and then they would probably get a garbage time touchdown because Kyle Shanahan doesn't know when to give up. And, and then, then you said I was like, 17. I was like, oh shit, you know it's too close. I wanted to say thirty four seventeen, but you know what? I'll change it because I don't want to be undercutting you. And um, what did I change it to thirty four to twenty or something like that with a yeah, garbage you, time touchdown. Well, you said you said twenty four because of the garbage time touchdown. Um, yeah, yeah. Or no, no, no. You did say twenty. You said they were going to get thirteen points, and then they gave it garbage time yep. touchdown. So, so we were but, both hey, spot that's on. Pretty, that, that was pretty close. Hopefully, that will uh, will pr- help propel us forward um, on Sunday morning on our game picks to be uh, to be better than last <laughs> week. Cause, cause last week was rough to say the least. So, so anyways. What, we'll, what are, what are we doing this week for it? Are we did we figure out anything different? Are we going to try to just maybe do like one or two, or maybe uh, a, a few pick games, or we figure out the over under, oh, the spread, or we're going to do all we're we're going to do all the games. We're just going to do shorter versions. We're not all going to sit and give our opinions on each game, but we can talk we can talk about show planning, you know, off off the record, um, gotcha. real quick. Because we only got a couple minutes left here, we got like you know four minutes left. We'll go quick through um, you know notable notable matchups this weekend between our guys. We've uh, I'm going to save the best for last. So um, the two upset games for sure are um, you got Chops versus Coon, which um, actually turned out great for Chops last night because Coon had. Uh, uh, Big Bob Tanyan and uh, Dexter Williams combined for 1.8 points last night, and they're uh, locked in there. So if Chops can pull off the victory, and uh, the other important game is Jim versus Lucroy, which they are projected 104.9 to 104.14. Oh, man. Uh, so it's it's right, you know, neck and neck. If, if Jim is able to... Um, beat Lucroy and Kuhn loses the chops, there will be a three-way tie in, uh, I believe it's the Tacos division, for that second um, that second seed. Um, and as of right now, well, we'll have to see who the highest scoring team is after this week. But it'll be a three-way tie for second, and then obviously – um, somebody from there will take uh, will take third place, but one of those three guys is going to get left out of the playoffs, and it is going to be a tight race to the end. Um, I'm not sure if any of those guys. I'm sure they have head-to-head matchups coming up, but um, that those are two interesting things I saw this week. But both those games, um, Hulk smash or uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Lucroy again 104.92, Jim Quo. 104.14, so that is just neck and neck. And then you have Chops projected 91.52, 
to uh, I'm the Coon at 92.34. So, I mean, those are the two the two closest um, projected games. Oh, it's exciting, um, too. It's exciting. And then, I mean, look at this other game, Hulk and Treebeard, like we said earlier, how literally those teams are both on the outside looking in, and they both need to win, and that's right now projected 107 Hulk to 102 on Treebeard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's another one that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, and, and whoever loses that game, uh, I think they can kiss their uh, – they can kiss their playoff chances um, goodbye, um, and you know, and whoever wins probably still going to have a rough time. Treebeard will have a, a, a harder time, probably, um, but uh, whoever wins will have a, a rough time in their division um, fighting for that third playoff spot. It looks like if uh, most of these games go chalk, which you know, obviously we never know what's going to happen. I've been projected. I've been projected to win every single game I've played this season except for one, and that was against you. And I've gone four and four. So projections don't mean shit. Um, they do not. But, so, um, and then uh, I guess you know the 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 big the big storyline Sunday night football prime time. The match everybody's going to be looking at is uh, 7-1 and one John Lope versus 7-1 and one, uh, J.K. Cash, which, um, you know, already is not disappointing. You got, obviously we knew Devontae was going to probably tear San Francisco apart, and he did. But then uh, Jarek McKinnon with that garbage time touchdown, he, he got you, uh, I, I guarantee, I know he wasn't projected 17 points before the night started. Oh, uh, who's that like 10? So, you know, you got a little bit of a, you know, you got a little bit of a bump up there. And um, I think it should be a good game. I do believe that um, if consistency uh, wins the day, that you are going to come out with the victory. Oh, uh, we could only hope. Like, my, my hate. My hate for J.K. Cash's team, you know, just put that aside, like, you know, whatever. I just think Herbert's going to have a better game than a a hurt Drew Brees against Tampa Bay's defense. Um, Derrick Henry, nobody can stop him. James Conner versus Dallas's defense. um, If he only gets 15 points, I'd be super surprised. You know, D.K. Metcalf has been great. I, I think TK comes back to earth, though, I think, this week. I think that's what I'm going to struggle with him. I have a few players that put up points last week that aren't going to do the same thing this week. Uh, you can beat Buffalo deep, and I think that's where DK Metcalf is going to reign. This is probably a harder week for Tyler Lockett, to be honest. Um, it depends all if uh, Tredavious White is playing uh, for Buffalo, though, so we'll have to see. But, yeah, so that's that's going to be that's gonna be the big game. Um I want you to win just because I want Joe to cry, but at the same time, you if Joe lose. beats you, that 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 gives me a better chance of trying to trying to battle for the one seed. Which it's a long shot, but I guess it you know it, I suppose it's 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 possible. It only so. takes three games. It only takes three games, and like I said, I I think I've said this multiple times on our podcast. Last year, I started at five and zero, oh, and I ended up seven and six. So uh, anything could fucking happen. You never know. That's for sure. But um, anyways, 
we're uh we're just over an hour here so we'll uh we'll wrap this up and then uh you will hear from us again on um sunday morning absolutely Um, hey ray it's always a pleasure yeah you too bud